Hey, yo, welcome back to another episode of Blitz the Bull. I'm here with Ant. And I'm here with the brand new microphone. Yeah, he's really loud. And uh, so, yeah, <laughs> before we get this started, please go follow our Instagrams or Twitter. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to Spotify. Hit a follow. All the support. We appreciate every last bit of it. My personal favorite is responding to all the comments. Um, I love seeing what you guys have to say about everything because even though we may disagree, that sparks the conversation. You know, if you have any questions, please put them in the comments and we'll answer them in the next podcast. So if you want to contribute oh. and do anything, go ahead. Uh, we don't have an Instagram. I have an Instagram, uh, Chargers.Insider. If you guys want to go hit me up on there, ask some questions, uh, uh, you want to be featured on the podcast. Um, episode one just hit, I believe, 500 views actually. Damn. So just i know crazy i mean our other episodes aren't doing too hot but i mean at the same time like damn you know so thank you guys so much for all the support you guys have been giving us uh it really does mean a lot gives us a lot of motivation to sort of do this a lot more um we know this is a bye week so this is gonna be this episode might be a little longer but we have a surprise uh later on in the week that we'll tell you about later on yeah so pretty much the schedule for the podcast so far has been record on thursday edit on thursday upload on friday you know, so that's kind of how I take it as I edit and I record all these type of things. So every Friday is about when you should expect a podcast. And next Friday, I got something a little different for everybody, but I think it will definitely be more entertaining per se, just because it's more video orientated than what this is. So I hope you guys will enjoy that. But let's get into the podcast. <laughs> Alright, so the Saints, well, I was about to say the Saints came marching into town, but I mean, we played over there, so that wouldn't really make sense, but just, uh, that that game just, it hurt. You see, the game hurt, but it didn't hurt like it has in the past few seasons, you get me? Yeah, it's moral victories we have, we're undefeated in those, but we're 1-4 as is a record. Eh, I mean, it's just, it, there, there's something so, like great when you could look forward towards the future like i mean every year we're always like oh I'll wait till next year and whatever yeah we have but a team like, for it yeah we this this team when healthy is going to do amazing things and that's not me saying like ah oh, give up on this year draft penny swell let's do this next year no i think this team still has a legitimate chance coming out of the bye week with um some of their injured players coming back i think we have a chance especially with the schedule that we have yeah i think we definitely have a chance i I think the number one key for us to start winning games is getting Brian Balaga and Trey Turner back. Those guys are huge up front. Even though they haven't played great when they did play, once they get in that rhythm with the rest of the offensive line, it's going to be massive upgrades over Groa, who's been god-awful, and Trey Pipkins, who's been okay considering what he's supposed to be as a tackle, a developmental, long-term, maybe starting tackle, more so probably a swing tackle type of guy. On the topic of the offensive line, where the fuck did the offensive line go in the second half of that game? I think they went to Disneyland or something, man. I I think so. They brought some people from the stands and played them. Yeah, probably they they just took out the pros and just put some random fans in the stands. And because I think I could have done better than that entire right side of the line. And that's saying something. I'm a 17-year-old offensive lineman, <laughs> and I have the confidence to say I think I could do better at pass blocking than whatever the fuck we had out there. Because what? How, like, Kerber was under pressure. How many percentage of the throws it, it was a high percentage i don't have an exact number too but much. i know it was a high percentage way too much 
Um, I don't really trust PFF grades, but, I mean, something to point out was if you look at the PFF grades, which, I mean, we might have right here on the screen right now, it's just god-awful. It's, it's way too much orange, way too much red. I mean, how are you going to expect a rookie quarterback to perform under those circumstances? And that's crazy. That's the crazy thing. He has performed under those circumstances, missing that whole right side of his line. He's performed so damn well. Yeah, so that touchdown to Keenan Allen early in the game was awesome. The way he rolled out, escaped pressure, uh, I think he even broke a tackle. He's running away from defensive lineman and throws a perfect ball on the sideline straight to Keenan Allen. And I thought Keenan was covered, but the throw just beat it, and everything about that play was amazing. Like, It really sucks that Keenan was out for the rest of the game, but Keenan made his contribution, and without him, I think the game would have been a lot worse. But with him, we would have won the game, in my opinion. There's... Three quarterbacks in the NFL that can make this type of throw. Patrick Mahomes. Rodgers. Josh Allen. Nah, Rodgers can think... make that throw. <laughs> I mean, like, for me, it would be Mahomes, Allen, and Wilson that make those sort of throws. Not true. not like, just I mean, like on a constant basis type of throw. Oh, yeah. Like, Rodgers can make that throw, but it's not as constant. I mean, fucking every Mahomes highlight that you see every week is... Rolling out, doing some magnificent pass down the field. Wilson, he can do that exact same thing, except he actually has an offensive line. Yeah, now he does. And then Allen's just, Allen's just showing out this season. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it, it's a small sample size, four games. Speaking, but, I mean... Speaking of Mahomes, my dad has this really weird, hot, crazy take that I would like to share with everybody. So, my dad saw he got, he got married and he's having a kid, right? And my dad's like, his career's over. He's going to start playing worse and worse and worse. And you look at where Mahomes is playing this year. He's not playing like the Mahomes we all know and love. Well, hate in this case. But, you know, he's having a kid. <laughs> he's he's uh, married now. And my dad's all, you know, as a grown adult, he's all like, his career is going to start going down. You know, and I kind of, it kind of, the proof is kind of there. So, I mean, maybe his theory will come true. Maybe the Madden curse was him getting married and having a kid and his football career going down. You know. He's going up in life, but maybe going down in football. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, and that's not to say that Mahomes has played a terrible season. Like, he still played good. He's still playing really good. It's just not he Mahomes. isn't. Yeah. Like, usually you'd see, like, 10 great, like, oh, my God, how did he do that throws per game? And, like, just this season, there's only been, like, what, 10 in total? Yeah, he's not been special. Like, well, he's been great. Like, he's... He's still playing like an elite quarterback, do not get me wrong, but he's not playing like the MVP, you know, the Mahomes we've seen for the past couple of years. And it's especially weird to say that Derek Carr outplayed him in that game. I know, dude. Derek Carr, he's looking good, and the whole Raiders is looking good. I think I would have preferred the Chiefs to win that game because we're competing with the uh, Raiders for a wild card at this point. So, But we'll see what happens. There's three wild cards this year, I want to say, so that gives us um, more of a chance to get into the playoffs. See, the thing with Derek Carr is, like, I've always liked him as a quarterback, unfortunately. I mean, he's a Raider. Yeah. But, I mean, I think he gets way too much hate, given the circumstances that he's been in. Yeah, I mean, some sure. of it might be deserved. I don't know. I'm not too sure. I'm not a Raiders fan. I don't analyze every single damn game he does. But my family's Raiders fan. So, like, the throws and some of the things that I've seen out of him, I mean, I can, I can see, like, one of the things that he doesn't do too well that he's improved on this season is... Most of the time, when, like, pressure gets him, he'll just fall on the ball. But now he's, like, actually trying to make throws to turn that negative to a positive. Yeah. But other than that, I, like I said, I've always liked Derek Carr other than that little thing. 
And it's just it, it. I mean, even though he's a rival, like I'm glad to see that he's showing out this season. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, while we're still on the topic of rivals, I have a question for you, real quick. That I mean, we we didn't talk about before this, just because I want to get your your opinion on it. All right, what's up? What's up? Do you think that the coming of Justin Herbert, like you know this this godsend, this great <laughs> quarterback that we've seen these past four games, do you think that jeopardizes the future for Drew Locke? Hmm. I think, I think it does because Drew Locke has never been that good. Like it, whether you are a rival of him or not, I, he, the stats show he's just not that good. Like he played eight games, he was okay, and other than that, he wasn't anything special. Um, I think that Herbert was supposed to be like Drew Locke 2.0, you know. But Herbert is looking like what Drew Locke could have been if he reached his full potential. And hey, you never know, but. I don't think Drew Locke will ever reach his full potential, and I think the Broncos are going to go looking for another quarterback. Hmm. Because, I mean, like, you, you hit on everything right there. Like, I think going into this season, people placed Locke over sort of the two QBs that we had. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, everyone judged Herbert before he even took an NFL snap, which is just stupid. Shout out Brett Coleman. Um, <laughs> but, um... Yeah, um, so I think, like, people had a Patrick Mahomes, um, Drew Locke, the entire Chargers, QB room, and then Derek Hart, which, I mean, this season, like, obviously, that's not the narrative at all, especially with Locke Hurt, like, I mean, like I said, I don't wish injury on anyone, but, I mean, I think that that's, I, I think Locke should be a little bit nervous, because, I mean, he had so much hype going through this season, and, like, like you said, honestly, I don't think he's all that good, I don't think he's some godsend, kind of, like, uh, Denver and like their fan base has been praising him to be. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I mean, I see flashes of great potential. Like I, I like the dude. I wanted us to pick him up at some point. But right now, I don't think he's the answer for that Denver team. Me either. I mean, this is one video I'll put on the screen right now. The video is like him dancing and there's like a song playing and he like lip syncing it. It was amazing. It made me instantly like um, Drew Locke like 10 times more. And um, it's cool to see him. He's a cool person, but I don't think he'll ever be anything more than a, like a good backup in the league. Maybe like a kind of Case Keenum, like maybe you'll start for a year to train a quarterback. A guitar Rod Taylor is what I'm getting at. But we'll see. You know, I could eat my words like Brett Coleman did with Justin Herbert. So, you know, time will tell. Motherfucker said he's Mitchell Trubisky cranked up to eleven. Shout out Brett Coleman again. No, okay. um, I'm not a Brett Coleman hater. Any, I love his videos. I'm just gonna put that out there. I'm not a Brett Coleman hater either. I just hated that take so much, and then I hate how, like, even I think it was a week ago, made a video about it. He's like, eh, I, I stand by what I said. Yeah. Anyways, though, it's okay. Um, we're, we're we're just trying to avoid the inevitable. Talking about the Saints game a little bit more. Yeah. Um, honestly, we, we, we played the game, first half, we played Whew. very, very well, like, oh my god, I was like, dang, what is, who is, who Chargers team is this, who, who's the head coach again? But then, that second half rolled around, and I was like, oh, oh that's our head god, coach. I hate, I, I hate Shane Steichen. Even though Anthony Lynn confirmed this week that it's just mainly Shane Steichen that calls, um, plays for the offense, I've been saying Anthony that. Lynn gives, get. Yeah, Anthony Lynn gives a little bit of like, Input. like his opinion on it, 
but it's mainly Shane Steichen. So, I mean, those of you who are out there headhunting Anthony Lynn, I'll admit, I was, I was a little bit of a part of it. Not, not like how all these people are like, oh, fire him, this and that. I mean, may, maybe a little bit, but I'm not like so angry about it. Like, if anything, you people who are trying to get Anthony Lynn out of office, just take a longer look at Shane Steichen. I said this in our first video. I no, was it our first or second podcast where I said I didn't really like second. It might have been our second. But just, we'll see. It's just I I don't like Shane Steichen as an OC. Like it, it's been it's been this many games to the season, and I could give my opinion and say I don't like him because not not only does he not utilize the quarterback that he has, but at the same time he plays way too conservative once we have a good lead. So for like, me, I've been doing a lot of lot of research on the coaching staff. And I've always been the type of guy to retain the coaching staff, and I've defended them. And I think Lynn should stay, first of all. I think he's a great... Yeah. You look at Mike Tomlin, right? He's a good people coach, you know? And maybe his schemes are the most creative, but that's why he has a good like OC or a good DC, right? I think Gus Bradley, number one, is an amazing DC. He gets a lot of flack, dude, and I don't think that's fair to him at all. He doesn't have half his defense, and look what he's doing with it. He's holding, you know, the Saints, the Panthers... The Chiefs, all these great, great offenses to lower points. Like, yeah, 30 is a lot, right? But this, this goes into OT, and these are great offenses. And I think Gus Bradley's doing an amazing job. Um, then I he- mean, besides that whole, you know, the Saints kept on running slants, and then he played men deep, or he played way too soft of a coverage. Yeah. He didn't play on-ball defense in that second half. But, again, that's just nitpicking. I, I agree with that, though. He does need to be a little bit more aggressive, but it's never really been his philosophy to be aggressive. He doesn't blitz at like, at all. But when you have a hobbled Bosa and no Ingram, you're going to have to bring pressure elsewhere. But the thing is, is um, our special teams has been atrocious all year long. Where is Joe Reed? You know, we need to see him as the kick returner. He is. I think we drafted him to be a kick returner and possible slot receiver for us. And we haven't seen him. Um, Guilty is charged. The podcast they have amazing, amazing like opinions, film reviews. There they have. I take a lot of my info and kind of put my own take on it from them. What I'm getting at is um, there the the special teams has been atrocious. There's no blocking on kick returns. There's no like tackling has been okay on kickoffs. Like Gilman's looked pretty good, but in the past couple years we've had Derek Watt number one in tackling. Nick DeZubnar, who's been great for us in special teams. Adrian Phillips. We lose all these guys, and we just don't have any special teams coverage or blocking. Any of that is gone. And um, Adrian Phillips is the one that really hurt me out of all those because not only was he a good special teams guy, he was a really reliable defensive guy. So shout out Adrian Phillips. Yeah, he's a really reliable defender for sure. Um, but on the offensive side, the reason why I don't think we should fire any of the coaches on the offensive side is because the growth of Herbert. I think what's going on here is Lynn is trying to keep it conservative and he's kind of passing it down. And Steichen is in the same boat with Lynn. He thinks keep it conservative because it's a rookie quarterback. It's fifth game. They still kind of have training wheels on him. They're still trying to teach him. The NFL, he didn't have, you know, things. Uh, what's it called before training camp? Mini camp, rookie mini camp, all that type of thing, right? Yeah. And there's they still think he needs time. This guy is different. He's straight up built different, okay? Like, this guy is not a normal rookie quarterback. He's playing amazing. And I think it's time to take off the training wheels and just let him loose, you know, take him off the leash. And that goes to a huge shout-out to Pep Hamilton, who I think if we are going to fire anyone, it should be Steichen and put Pep Hamilton at OC. Because Luck's best years, Pep Hamilton was OC. And I don't think Steichen's very great, like you said. 
Uh, it's his first year as a full OC, so give it time. I don't think we're going to fire him because of the growth of Herbert, like I said. But if we do if we do fire anyone, it should be him and George Stewart, our special teams coordinator. And that's really just my overall opinion on the coaching staff. See, when I say fire someone, uh, from my perspective at least, I don't mean like I want to see, I want to wake up and say, okay, yeah, they were fired. I mean like they're sort of on a hot seat, you know? Yeah, like I agree. Like what? What? Once this is like a definite losing season, if it is, if it turns out to be a losing season, then at that point, I think you'd be like, okay, like one of these days, like before one of these games, gonna be like, I get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And and my like you said, I would really like to see. I would like to see what Pep Hamilton could do. Well, I mean, we've already seen what Pep Hamilton can do, given that role. But, I mean, my thing is, like, Lynn, like, Lynn and Sykin, like, Sykin knows that, like, okay, Lynn was a running back, so, I mean, let's just, let's just rely on the run. But in games like this one against the Saints, you can't be doing that with your top running back out. Not only your top running back, but your top receiving back. Yeah. Like, and then... <laughs> That's just crazy. Like, I mean, that's the same guy. But like, and then like over the over the game time, you can see okay, they're starting to read the draws. They're trying to read these shitty screens. Like, let, let's switch up a little bit. No, second and fifteen. What are we gonna do? Drop the middle. <laughs> I mean, Which I mean, I mean like, it kind of touched on what you're saying. Like about oh yeah, um, they still have training wheels on Herbert. But they're asking for a lot out of Joshua Kelly. I'm just saying. Why yeah. Why are the training wheels off of him already when he hasn't really showed out? But then you have Justin Herbert, who's improved every single game. Like, this is his first game where he hasn't thrown an interception, and he threw four touchdowns to accompany that. I think like, the reason not... behind that is because, you know, number one, the difference between learning to be a running back in the NFL and learning to be a quarterback in the NFL is totally, like, different in difficulty. You know what I mean? But then Oh, no, no, no. Like, I... Go ahead. Like, then again, I think... Joshua Kelly, as much like he was my favorite draft pick, my like I predicted him to come here. He was like my favorite player as soon as we got him, you know. But I think he's been a little overrated. I think we gave him way, 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 way too much hype in the first game of the season. We were saying he could be the next LT. Like slow your roll, dude. Like he hasn't been great. He fumbled twice this game. He was like averaging what like less than two yards a carry. We need to like we really need to slow and put the brakes on Joshua Kelly for now. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I get you, but like, I mean, like, touching back on the whole quarterback is different than a running back thing. Like I said, I I get what you're saying, but like in a Monday night football game against the Saints, when you have, when they're come, they're starting to come back, in a second and fifteen, you trust your running back. They're like, <laughs> okay, yeah, go go do what you got to do for like a what six yard gain. Yeah, at most. Like, like that's that's just hypocrisy at that point, and I'm like. Oh, I don't like Shane Steichen as an OC, and like you said, it wouldn't be a good idea to fire him right now because that being Herbert's had what like eight different coaches over like what two three seasons. Yeah. So I mean that that just be unfortunate for him and his growth, but I mean at some point a change is gonna have to come if this keeps on persisting, whether it be with the head coach, whether it be with the OC, DC, special teams coordinator, offensive line coach, whatever. Yeah. There's, there's at a certain point you're gonna have to make that decision that. The staff really does need to change, and I mean, it, it's not because anyone's playing bad. It's just because you just it you need that new start. Yeah, new fresh start, and I think the running game is something that needs a new fresh start. You know, we look at the stats, and there was a stat on Twitter I saw, probably by Guilty as Charged or Tyler Shoon, one of those guys, right? It said we ran 19 times or something like that on first down, and we only got 18 yards. Like, 
okay, stop running on first down then. Like, if it's not working, fix it, you know? And um, I think without Eckler, where he can turn a negative one-yard play into a five-yard gain, we're really being exposed to how bad this offensive line is. It's atrocious. Like, Feeney's been pretty good, all right, for playing out of position. Lamp's been way better than expected. Tevy's been way better than expected. And these guys are all, like, third third or fourth-year players. And under Campin, who's the new offensive line coach, I think Campin's doing a wonderful job with the guys he's, you know, who's experienced. But you look at Karoy, who's also experienced but never been, like, never had really talent in the first place. Don't don't kill me if you're listening to this, but I'm just saying from an NFL perspective, he's built to be, like, a backup, third-string type of guy. And Karoy's been atrocious. I think Tyree St. Louis should be in there for sure, given he's more athletic and he played tackle. And moving to guard is a lot easier than playing tackle. And with Pipkins, he has a lot of talent. It's just I think it's going to take a good amount of time for him to unleash it and harness it because he came from a D2 school. But overall, I'm happy with Campin's work. But I think the offensive line needs to change, and we're really begging and asking for Trey Turner and Brian Blaga back. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm going to go back to some real quick. A uh, stat from Daniel Popper on Twitter. Shout out Daniel Popper. He's one of my favorite Chargers uh, coverage people. Besides Eric Williams, even though like he's with the Rams now, right. but uh, regardless, um, he posted something interesting. He said the Chargers face twelve second downs with at least nine yards to gain against the Saints. They ran the ball on eight of those snaps. <laughs> I mean, that how does how does ridiculous? How, that's 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 terrible. We're playing for like and shorts. We should be playing for the first down. Again, it ties back to we're playing way too conservative. We don't have to play conservative with what we have right now like dude there's no reason for it who was the coach like i mean before lynn i can't think of his it? name right now oh my goodness hey. oh mike mccoy i'm stupid yeah mike mccoy okay my dad Fuck just, mike mccoy my oh dad my despised God. mike mccoy he's like he was the most conservative guy he said like it was fourth in like half an inch and like it was at the one yard line and you know we have like melvin gordon or something dude would like take a knee rather than like run it or something like he was the most conservative guy ever and my dad hated this guy and i think uh we're kind of getting flashbacks to that with when a little bit see i the fact that we couldn't remember that like <laughs> that says something yeah. like, like we, we don't want to go back to those days we don't like think about that i mean i know i know me i hate thinking about 2016 oh because god Damn, fucking Josh Lambeau. But, like, it's just... It's weird because this season, like, was so hyped up. And, I mean, I know we have, like, what was it, 12 or 13 out of 22 starters injured. But, That's man, it's, it's just... It, it sucks that we can't close out these games. I mean, a combination of player mistakes and just coaching mistakes, like... Yeah. Everyone it, expected I mean, this year to be like super different because of COVID nineteen, but really the year has been pretty normal, like football wise, besides the whole fans thing. But overall, it's been pretty normal. Like, you do you think I'm right or? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously the fans make a big impact or whatever, but like, the football still feels the same. It still feels like great NFL football. Yeah. Um, besides, like all the little schedule, the scheduling changes, like it's relatively the exact same. That's another thing I want to talk about too. I mean, in retrospect, this bye week is probably going to be huge for us because I mean we're getting injured players back. Yeah. But like, what three or four of our games were changed? 
Yeah, that's kind of stupid, but you gotta do what you gotta kinda? do. Kinda. Yeah. Kinda. I the think... NFL is blow is. The NFL is loving the New England Patriots this season. Like you could so tell, because they tried to push the game back to get Cam Newton back for the Titans game. I mean, it didn't work out, yeah. but I mean, an attempt was made. They swapped around the entire schedule, our schedule, to accommodate New England. Yeah, for real. I mean, that's stupid. like I'm, I, like I mean, obviously I know we ain't no New England, but like, god damn, why, why our team? I mean, yeah. I, I get because we play people from that division. Yeah, yeah, don't we? Don't we? No, I'm stupid. Um, see, see, the fact that I'm trying to think of a reason, but I can't. It says something. Is yeah, it's because of the whole COVID thing, and it's because they're playing the Broncos. That's why uh, they switch our schedule around because the Broncos had to be switched for the Patriots game, and that's why ours is all crazy. And uh, so now we play them week eight, correct? Uh, I believe so. I don't really even know the schedule. I think who are we playing next? Like the Dolphins or something? Like next we got the Jets, uh, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I don't even. Really yeah, know. it's the Jets. Like the week of is when I realize who we're playing. I don't really look into the schedule too much because, like, I feel like I, I oh, get stuck never, over the last game. Never mind. It's not the Jets. See, that game got moved. It was supposed to be played next week, I think, but it got pushed back to week eleven. Who is it? Uh, I will actually look that up right now. Give me a second. Okay. Well, in the meantime, I'm look. I have the stats up right now, and I want to talk about the running game just a little bit more, like stats-wise. So Justin Jackson ran for 15 carries for 71 yards, averaging 4.7 yards per carry. That's pretty damn good, right? But his longest run was that draw play, which okay, I gotta give full credit to Steichen on that one. He 100% hit that out of the park. That was a perfect play call because they what they did is they ran a blitz straight at Herbert and with the delay handoff he lets the linebackers go past the running back and you know JJ can just take off right up the middle and not even having to worry about the linebackers in front of him cuz they're already past him and that play call was beautiful and that's why they did the draw on second and 15 to try to do the same thing cuz it worked so well before obviously failed but what I'm getting at is why that's why they did it on that play and when they ran it originally I was the best run of the night. Um, I was super pumped up. I think if it was Eckler, that would have been po a possible touchdown. But I think Jackson's very smooth runner. I never feel like he's going full speed. I feel like he's kind of jogging most of the time. And um, I'm pretty proud of Jackson of how he stepped in. If you take away that 36-yard run, though, he had, let's see, 35 minus 70. is He had 14 carries for 35 yards, That which is like little over two yards to carry so if you take away that one run he was pretty bad and then for Kelly who was pretty bad had 11 carries for 29 yards and a long of nine you know nine yards this is his longest run and that's also awful like that's just that's 2.6 yards per carry so you can say whether that's the offensive line or the running backs fault either way it needs to be at least three or four yards per carry it's that's, I think it's a combination of both yeah, for sure. And then Herbert had four for eight, and then Tyron had one for seven. You know, I think Tyron and uh, Joe Reed and Guyton should all really get more snaps because I think they're going to – they're huge. If we can rotate all of those guys and with KJ, just keep rotating in and out, you know, take out Mike, take out Keenan, let them rest, have everyone play like more – you know, less tired than the DBs are, then I think that will be huge. Yeah, I, I think we need to start utilizing Guyton a whole lot more because we've seen what he could do to He's dangerous, secondaries. Man. 
Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, he he's not no Tyree Kill, obviously yet, but yet yeah, okay. some of the, some of the plays that he makes, like to just beat people off the line with just pure speed, it's just crazy. Yeah. So okay, continuing with the <laughs> sorry with the receiving, I was kind of blanking out. So with the receiving thing is um, <clears throat> Mike Williams have a day, my man. Five catches, one hundred nine yards, two touchdowns, long as sixty four. And that's on eight targets. We got to give this guy the ball way more, dude. What are we doing? Like, he's been hurt, right? But when Herbert hasn't really trusted Mike just enough, but once he trusted Mike Williams, that beautiful play down the sideline, jump ball in between two people. I mean, Mike Williams had a day. And um, I think that game is kind of like the potential Mike Williams has. I think Mike hasn't even scratched the surface of what he can really be as a receiver. And that could be just favoritism because I love him. He's probably my favorite player. <laughs> But he's. I don't think great. that it was Herbert not trusting Mike. I think it was more so like they didn't want to get the ball to him because even at like game time, it was like okay, he could be hurt. Like he he's still hurt, but we're just gonna put him out there on limited snaps. Yeah. Kind of like with Bosa, how they only put him out there in situations where they needed him. You so I, I don't I don't really think I don't really think it was like Herbert not trusting him because how do you not trust Mike Williams even when Williams wasn't hurt and Herbert made some throws in like. Like, I mean, you could see the connection was there. And during practice, like, I forget who reported it, but it was either a report or it was an interview after practice. I forget. Because I'll tune in and watch them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Herbert and Mike worked on that connection. So, like, Mike was like, okay, here's where you want to place the ball for me. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. This is, like, the way I like to catch. So, I mean, I don't really, like... Uh, I'm just sounding like a broken record, but I don't really think it was Herbert not having faith in Mike. It was just not wanting to hurt him again. Because, I mean, we know Mike can make those spectacular grabs at a cost sometimes. Because most yeah. of the time he'll he'll Always get up, hurt. his back will be hurt, uh, his wrist will be hurt, just those little injuries. I don't understand, man. He's always getting up hobbled. And I, I feel bad for the dude. Like, you know, he makes these amazing plays for what? A missed field goal? We'll get to that. But what I'm saying is Mike is great. Guyton had one catch for 49 yards. He should have been involved in the offense more. Keenan was 2 for 29 for in a touchdown. He was hurt. Hunter was 4 for 23 in a touchdown. I think Hunter has been definitely his favorite or second favorite behind Keenan for Herbert. I mean, he's that safety blanket. And I heard right after Herbert got drafted, one of his first calls was from Hunter Henry. You're like, all right, boy, let's practice, you know? I mean, because in college, Herbert loved throwing to Breland because, like you said, that was his safety blanket. Yeah. So, I mean, just get the ball 86 and he'll look good 100%. And the rest of the receiving was 5 for 23 for Jackson, 1 for one or one for 14 by Virgil. Joshua Kelly had 1 for 9, KJ had for 1 for 8. And, I mean, I've kind of been down on KJ and Murray. I don't like those are a couple rookies who I think we overhyped. And I'm still kind of down on Murray, but he looked pretty damn good. He had that tackle where he just got him with one arm and dragged him to the floor. Like, dude, that. That was awesome to watch. That got me pumped up. God, I'm sure everyone got pumped up. And um, overall, I was happy with the offense and how we passed the ball, but running needs to improve. And moving on to defense, right? You look at the uh, Saints passing and all that type of stuff. Rushing, we've held them pretty well. 11 for 45 for Alvin freaking Kamara. That's pretty damn good. 8 for 34 for Latavius and 3 for 13 in the touchdown for Taysom. And, of course, the Drew Brees QB sneak. But 
overall, we did a pretty good job holding the one of the best one-two tandems in the NFL to under 100 yards rushing. And on top of that, we picked off Drew Brees, future Hall of Famer, Nasir Adderley. The ball wasn't great, but Nasir Adderley, that return was nasty. He should have scored. Like, I, I thought he did. But his return skills are really good. I think we should put him out there for punt instead of who, who KJ Hill. Because he just has that dog mentality. He runs over people. He does not care. And that's what I love about Nas. And uh, I want to see him get more turnovers. All right, moving on to the receiving end. Um, so, Manuel Sanders cooked us all night long. He didn't have a touchdown, but he had 14 targets for 12 receptions, 122 yards. That He slants, stops, outs, just short stuff. He really wasn't, like, killing us deep. He had, like, the one over the middle for, like, 19. But overall, we just got cooked, like, underneath. He had, like, a Keenan Allen type of game. 12 receptions for 122 yards. Kamara, 8 for 74. He had a huge juggling catch over Rayshon, which was nuts, but... That's where Alvin really did his damage to us. Jared Cook had that long touchdown, two for 52 and a touchdown for him. Marquez or Marquez Callaway had four for 34. Tavis Murray had two for 23. Benny Fowler had two for 11. Trey Quan had two for eight, and Josh Hill had one for one. But overall, I mean, we just got to stop Emmanuel Sanders and stop leaving guys open over the middle. What I've noticed is Jared Cook had that a very similar touchdown to. I want to say O.J. Howard or one of the Titans from Tampa last last week is very similar touchdowns. Kaiser or Kenneth didn't get enough depth. And Nasir did not follow far enough. And I think when you're playing cover three over the middle, you want one to go deep, right? The deep free safety, you want him to go deep over the middle. And then you want your linebackers to drop in depth, especially the one that's closest to where the ball's being thrown. And what I'm getting at is the boundary side corner is supposed to drop in depth with a uh, with a tight end or whoever's coming across the middle and in between the safety and the linebacker. And when the corner does not drop far enough, that leaves a vacant space, leaving the tight end or t leaving our linebacker to be screwed and the tight end being wide open. And I think that issue keeps reoccurring. I have to watch the film more, but from what I saw from the couple replays they showed on TVs, that's what I saw is we didn't drop far enough on um, the linebacker side and Asir did not follow the tight end. And, um, uh, really quickly, um, Emmanuel Sanders, I don't think he did well against us in the first half. I don't think anyone did well against us in the first half. I think besides that last uh, touchdown drive in the second quarter, we held Brees to only 43 yards, and I don't think Sanders got targeted too much. But it was it was that second half again when Emmanuel Sanders just had his way with us. And it wasn't even... It was weird. Because it ties back to the whole conservative thing, honestly. Because in the past, well, not in the past, excuse me, but like, like I've already touched on before, like if you played, if you don't play on man ball when the Saints are playing that hurry up offense, and you know they're gonna throw the ball to the right side, like every single time that it's gone to Sanders, obviously it's been on the right side, but it's been on a slant, which there's no one right there. Everyone's already a little bit deeper. No one's playing on man ball. Um. I mean, that that can be fixed. Other than that, Bradley's defense played well. Um, I don't know if that was a player mistake or that was a play calling mistake. For now, I'm going to chalk it up as it was both, side, both sides. It was the players not doing what they needed to do, and it was also Bradley not being able to make that read and make that audible. But, I mean, we... Again, it the, the, fir the team that was out in the first half, that Chargers team in the first half, that team that was out there in the second half, 
two completely different themes. Yeah, and that should not be the case. So I'm looking at our defensive numbers, and uh, Kaiser had 15 total tackles that game. I mean, that's a lot. Rayshon was second and nine, and then with nine, and then there's you know a bunch of other players there with a couple. But you look at it, and for sacks, we had one for Chenna. I think Chenna had a pretty good night, and then Bosa had one on limited snaps. Bosa is just he had a, a two uh, QB hits, he had pressures on limited snaps. He made the most of what he had, and Bosa having a hobble tricep knee, what was it, ankle as well. The dude is just he is a monster, and um, I really really hope after this bye week he feels somewhat 100%. Like there was a quote that scared me. It's like I think after playing football, I'm never gonna feel 100% again, which that kind of scares me. Like don't retire early, bro. Keep playing, but. I just hope that he feels, you know, somewhat close to 100%. He can start playing like the Joey Bosa we signed to be the highest paid defensive player in the league for. And unfortunately, though, I think, I mean, I I hope that this does not happen. But I think after this contract that he might, might retire because of all these injuries he suffered. Like he said, he's not going to be back to 100% ever after football. Because, I mean, we, we we both know that strain that it could put on you. Like, one bad move and it could just mess you up. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I hope it's not the case. But, I mean, who, who knows? He might have an Andrew Luck-like outing. Like I said, I hope not. I hope not as well. Um. So, TFLs, Chenna had one. Kaiser had one. Bosa had one. And that looks to be about it. So, but overall, I thought Cortez Broughton, when he was in, he actually played pretty well. I think we need to get him more. And I didn't see Damian Square all game, right? I know he's just a rotational defensive lineman, but I have not seen him all game. I saw him a lot more Cortez, and Cortez is younger, and play him more over uh, Damian Square because we need to get the youth up. Speaking of youth, Mike Igbule, oh my goodness. When Chenna was out for the last, like, I think it was the second half, he was the ultimate hustler. He played with the mentality like I want to play with when I get to play this year. Is He always ran after the ball. He tried to strip the ball. He never gave up. There was a play where he got like, knocked down, came back up, looped around, chased after the quarterback, and then ran down and tried to tackle the running back. Like He did not give up. He's always going with the ball. Very high motor. And when he came out of Houston, I really liked his motor. I thought he was a really good tackler. And I think he had a really good uh, pass rushing skills. I think we should have used him more in the beginning, but Yimike Bulle should definitely earn more playing time for the Chargers. I think he should uh, kind of get into that rotation with Chenna, Yimike, uh, Melvin, Bosa, you know, Rochelle. I think he should play over Rochelle. Rochelle has not been great for us since the Bosa injury. And um, but overall, I was pretty happy with how our defensive line played. Linval, uh, Jerry Tiller has kind of disappeared the past couple weeks, and one of his knocks in college was you'd have two like huge games back to back and then disappear for like three games and then come back and do the same thing. And hopefully that doesn't continue in the NFL, but we will see. He faced a really good offensive line. That offensive line the Saints have is amazing and our defensive line played really good against them. So overall I'm really proud of how our defense played. Um I mean I'm sounding like a broken record, but second half defense, second half offense. Yeah, second half defense was terrible. I, I can totally agree with that. I'm saying Stats wise, I guess. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, stat wise, obviously, like, numbers don't lie, like they say, but also ball don't lie, like. <laughs> yeah. So. All in all, we, we lost that game. Yeah, we lost that game. Um, 
there's a lot a lot of things you can could have done better there and uh, hopefully the running game and the offensive line will improve and I think if that can improve then everything else will improve even the defense and special teams and um, I think that's all that's all I gotta say for the Saints game for me anything for you there's a lot of question marks about this team going forward there has been for ever since we haven't won a game the last like think about it a botched kick from Cincinnati is the only reason why we're not why we're One not five. winless right now. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh no, we we should we should be we should have not won it. Yeah. So moving forward, whether it be a player's mistake, whether it be something in, internally with the coaching staff, hell, like if there's something with the general manager. No, Tom Telesco's fine. <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if that point arises, yeah. just something something has to change for this team to start winning games. Like I said, I'm not counting out this season at all, especially with the schedule that we have coming up. Uh, coming off the bye, we could play Jacksonville, I believe. That's and then easy. after that, oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's not the Jets, but, I mean, it's it's going to be one of those easier games. So we have let's see, Jacksonville and then uh, Denver. Which I think could be a win. Two dubs. Raiders, um, depending on, d- depending on who's who we healthy. still have on, yeah, depending on who's healthy, um, that game could go either ways. Miami. Dub. Um, <laughs> they did blow. See, out I, this, I have, they did just blow out the 49ers though. Yeah, but the 49ers are fucked right now. They don't have Jimmy Garoppolo isn't 100 percent. That defense isn't 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, their second string is out, so they're forced to play their third string. I mean. That was just expected. I laughed, obviously. I don't like San, uh, San Fran, but it was it was just funny to me. Um, I still like uh, Fitzpatrick a lot. Yeah, but, he's a I mean, That's just me. I love Fitzpatrick. Uh, we got the Jets. That's a dub. If we lose to them, I'm... Uh, Josh Allen and the Bills, which... That's a loss. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, it depends on who's playing, who's not. Uh, Patriots. That's an L. Uh... That's another one that I have to think about a little bit. Atlanta. That's a dub. Uh, and then we got Viva Las Vegas again. And then we finish out with Denver and So, very winnable games coming up. I think we're going like um, 8 and 8, 7 and 9, something like that. I say. Because we've already lost five oh. games, dude. And then we have the Raiders, Chiefs, you know. That's those are three games that we have Bills and Patriots. That's five games that are all losable. You know what I mean? How many games have you said that we lost? We've already lost five, and there's five more games that I think are very difficult. We've lost four games. Have we actually? Chiefs, Panthers. Oh yeah, we've Bucks, lost four. Saints. Okay, that's actually not yeah. I was bad, like, then. my bad. Yeah, because I mean, I'm having flashbacks to that 2017 season when we had sort of same start. Went nine and seven, and it's kind of like the report that came out that Limbaugh was giving a hype speech um, about touching on the what was it the two thousand eight uh, New York Giants, Giants. two thousand eleven. Oh, it was eleven. Excuse me. That um, started the season off the same way that we're starting it off. Went nine and seven. Went all the way to Super Bowl and won it. So yeah. I mean, unfortunately, my love for this team goes way too deep. I can never just give up, exactly. even if it's a losing season. I'll still be like. Yeah, there's still a chance. Let's do this. Yeah. But like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, something has to change, though. If we want that to happen, something has to change. Whether it be the coaching mentality, whether it be 
physical coaches, like we have to move up someone, um, the players fixing that rotation, um, getting our getting our injured players back. I mean, all that's gonna play a huge factor in how these next couple weeks are gonna go. I think we end up with a winning record. If not, then eight and eight. I say we go nine and seven again. Yeah. Some of these are very winnable games. Um, only ones I could maybe see us losing are the Patriots and the Bills. Uh, depending on how Josh Allen and the Raiders is again, that's gonna play on who's injured for us. Yeah, who's injured for you them? Know? Yeah, that too. So I mean, Bills and Patriots. The Bills one, it's a little bit iffy. Depends on how Josh Allen plays uh, going forward. Because I mean, he struggled with the Tennessee team. Yeah. Who was just you know. They look unstoppable, Tennessee, dude, with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. I mean, they they had that rage behind him, like they they were tired of people talking shit. Even though people are in their right to talk shit, they kind of they they kind of fucked everything up. They almost fucked everything up. But um, can I put it out there that yeah, Taylor the, Lewan is the most baller offensive lineman in the NFL? I watch his podcast, um, Busting with the Boys with Will Compton, who's also on the Titans, and they they're hilarious. I love Taylor Lewan. I love it when he's hyped like that. I love watching Tennessee games literally just for the offensive tackle, Taylor Lewan, you know. And I think um, he was angry, and I think he had all right to be angry, but also all the criticism had all right to be there. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it took that Titans team, that motivation, in order to stop Josh Allen, or or who knows, maybe it was just Allen having a bad uh, game. But, I mean, I, I think this team's going to have that same passion behind him now because, I mean, they know, everyone on in that locker room knows that Chiefs game was ours to win. Yep. That Panthers game was ours, ours to win. win. That Buccaneers game was uh, ours to win. That Saints game was ours, ours to win. win. Yeah. Like, p- pick apart the little mistakes. We'd be 5-0 and right now. Yeah, we really would be. So, I mean, I-, I think that that motivation that that team has and that us as a fan base has, that's like, okay, these games are winnable. Now we have to actually win them. Not Don't play so conservative. Don't give, don't give the ball up, which is something we did really good against the Saints. We did everything well against the Saints besides playing that a little bit conservative. Other than that, we did everything that we needed to do. We won the turnover battle. We won the points battle. For the most part, um, air yards, we beat them out. It's just, we, we just didn't win. But I think that's a huge step. That's a huge step up. I think from here on out, the teams are going to have that motivation to go out there, finish the damn game. Hopefully they let Herbert take the reins a little bit more. Maybe he's like, okay, no, fuck this. We're not going to do a run. I, I see I see the defense that I like. We're gonna do a pass. Because they they have a good quarterback in Herbert. They need to let the ball out a lot more. Yeah. So I mean We did not trust like the offensive said, go, line that whole game. I mean in, in there right because I mean Yeah. But I mean going forward, I mean it, it's weird. I'm never usually excited about a one and four start. But I I have some sort of motivation this season. The, this jersey that I'm wearing right now, I just bought another Justin Herbert jersey. This is my second Justin Herbert jersey. I feel like this franchise, if, like, this season, obviously, I'm hoping that we could come out with a winning season, maybe slide our way into the playoffs. But from here on out, this franchise is going to change for the better, and I can see a Super Bowl coming to Los Angeles, or at least coming the Boltway in Los Angeles, maybe in 10 years. I hope so, for sure. That'll be the happiest day and of that- my life, bro. <laughs> That, 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 that's not me being hopeful. That's me being just just looking towards the future, looking what we have right now, the pieces that we have, and just the pieces that we need. 
all that can be hell maybe that can be accomplished in less than 10 years oh yeah i mean th there's only little pieces that we need to fix we need to fix that left side of the line a little bit it's not bad but we we that could be fixed get our people on the right side back that's a good team as it is our team as it is right now without injuries is still honestly one of the best in the league i mean obviously like the injuries are gonna play a part like i said they're they're injured so right now obviously we're not but if they weren't injured and we were fully healthy, best team in the league, hands down. Yeah, for sure. Well, not best team, but definitely, to, like... Oh, know, no, 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 no. Best team in the league, hands down. And roster talent, definitely way up there. Best Pure team in the league. Um, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. We're up there. Didn't sure. have our... Didn't have... Who do we have? We were missing two starters week one. We won that game, obviously, because of a missed kick. But then from then on is when the injury starts continuing, continuing, continuing in the snowball. If we had, if we had our people, like I said, we'd be five and zero against Drew Brees, against Tom Brady, against Teddy Bridgewater, against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you could have left out Teddy Bridgewater, but <laughs> I'm playing. No, t t Teddy Bridgewater's playing really good this season. Yeah, he is. It just it doesn't have the same impact, you know. Oh no! Well, no. I, I, okay, that I know, but I'm just saying this season, Bridgewater's playing really good. Teddy Bridgewater. Tom Brady's playing good. Patrick Mahomes is playing good. Joe Burrow. Eh. But, I mean, the, the Herbert's a better rookie. But, like like I said, without without those injuries, I think we would be the best team in the league right now. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, obviously there's no point on doing on the ifs. This team is still 1-4. Um, hopefully we could pull a winning season out of this. Um, I wouldn't call it a dumpster fire. I just It's getting to that point, though. Yeah, we're getting... I'm losing faith a little bit, but I'm still very excited to see what the future holds. But I think overall, that is it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Um, if you guys can subscribe, comment, like, all that fun stuff, we'd appreciate everything. And um, you have anything to add on that? Uh, yes, actually. Um, kind of like Nate said, we love getting comments. We got one last week. Um, hold the phone for a real quick second. I want to get it pulled up. Before my phone dies. Um, um shout out uh Jack Baxton, actually. Oh yeah. Um he commented, that. listening to this makes my homework a lot easier. When I saw that I texted Nate, I was like, dude, look at this, like we're doing something right, like this is really cool. So I mean just just little stuff like that, like, it really does mean a lot to us. So like Thank you guys so much for the support. E even if you don't like and subscribe or whatever, I mean you're at least listening to this. You know, like you're 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 comprehending what it is that we're saying. Like e even just views means a lot to us. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it's like it's not like this was something with like was years in the works. Like you know, we we're just like, hey, I mean, we're both Chargers fans. We both know our shit. Let's do this. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, to kind of be starting off the way that we're starting off, like it, it just it it means a lot just thank you guys so so much um spotify um like i said we're on spotify itunes google play uh podcast anchor we're on any anywhere you can find a podcast we're there yeah. just obviously um under the same username that you guys are looking at it right now what's the bolt uh we have a youtube channel also you guys want to go check that out if you guys aren't watching this on the youtube um it's it's the exact same thing that we're talking about right now but we have little outtakes at the end. We um, give visuals about um, what what is it we're talking about. 
Uh, Nate does all that, so thank you so much for Nate uh, for you know <laughs> just just doing all that. I mean, it, it takes him a long time to get all that ready. Um, unfortunately, I'm just a I'm, I'm I, I'm the money person in this relationship, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, I work hard, you make but, the money. That's how it works. But hey, I mean, yeah, it works. So, um, thank you guys so much. Um, like, like I said, um, I, I, I don't, I don't think you said it yet. But Nate, do you want to tell me what you have planned for next Friday? Oh yeah. Okay. So it's gonna take a while to edit, upload, find the clips, and all that. But I'm planning on making a Justin Herbert film study. I'm really excited. I think I know my stuff good enough to talk about him, and I'm really excited to see what I can do. It'll be my first one ever, and um, I'm yeah, I'm just overall really excited to make it. It'll probably be around like eight to ten minutes, even maybe even longer. Show a couple clips, show what he's doing right, show what he's doing wrong or better, which won't be very much at all. But I'm very excited to just kind of break it down, break down each player. Like, oh, Ryan Groy, he misses a block here because I know I'm going to be saying that, but stuff like that. And I'm really excited <laughs> to see. How it turns out, and I think, just speaking from like a creator's perspective, I think it will be a successful video on the platform. Um. So yeah, that that video is going to be Nate's video in its entirety. Um, I I might pop in and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. But um, I mean that that's going to be Nate's video entirely. Uh, so if you guys kind of like the whole stats aspect, the film breakdown, because we're going to be using we're going to be using Game Pass, aren't we? Yeah. Or thank aren't you, you? Thank you so much for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, if you guys didn't know, if you guys could charge your season tickets, you get a year of NFL Red Zone and NFL Game Pass, which I'm a season ticket holder. But um, that's why I watch my games. I use his account. Shh. <laughs> Shh. But um, uh, yeah, we're gonna be using that. Uh, it has great coaches film on there, so he's really gonna be able to dive deep. Uh, if you guys are looking for that, then that video should be going live next Friday, correct? Just yeah. Or that's the plan. Just just we'll net 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 net. Next next weekend, just keep an eye out for that. Um, is is now the question is is it gonna be a YouTube exclusive? Yeah, most likely because you can't really break down film over audio. You know, you be like, oh, in this play he went five yards. Well, where? Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's gonna be so, YouTube exclusive. That that just means that for those of you listening to Spotify, those of you listening on iTunes, Anchor, because we 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 know that there's a percentage of you that listen to us. On there, if you guys are interested in seeing the film breakdown. Um, go follow our YouTube, Blitz the Bolt. Um, same thumbnail, same name. Uh, shouldn't be that too hard to find. We upload um, all of these episodes on there with little like little visuals and stuff. Um, all that's going to be updated really soon. Uh, hopefully, once I get paid, we got able to invest in a logo. Um, we might get some voiceovers, just just a ton of little cool little things are in the work, kind of like I touched on last week. But I'm talking sure. way too much. Thank you guys so much. Um, follow the Instagram, uh, Chargers.Insider. Follow the new Twitter account that we made. Um, it's actually under this exact same username, Blitz the Bull. Uh, if you guys are interested in that, we'll be posting when the podcasts go live on any platform. Um, posting little highlights of that. I'll be taking care of all that. Um, an Instagram account for this is in the works. I just have to get everything sorted out for that. Um, follow our personals if you would like to. Um, I don't have an Instagram account right now, but on Twitter you can find me at Herbert's Hype Man. Um, Nate, if you'd like to plug your stuff real quick, NZTE Bolt on uh, Instagram. It's just me. It's nothing special. And on Twitter it's underscore NZTE. Um, that's I, I retweet stupid memes and I talk about the Chargers after a game a couple times, and that's really it. I don't really do much else on there, but. 
thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys next Friday with the film breakdown and um, peace stay safe Charger Spins yes sir no dude that one touchdown to uh, Keenan early early in the game was magnificent like I can't say the word but it was great anyway magnificent <laughs> yeah I can't say I got bloopers <laughs> um <laughs>